0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Binance expected to go public. Cardano launches smart contracts on Testnet and future regulations of DeFi. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. And I'm recording this on Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Not much to say this morning. So let's get straight into those crypto prices.
1: Here we go, Money Talk.
0: And I'm recording this at 10.45 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $49,680, up 4.6% in 24. Ethereum, $3,775, up 6.6%. Cardano, $2.97, up 5% in 24. Binance up 1.5% at 486. And Tether in the number 5 spot. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Dogecoin, Solana, Polkadot, USDC. Total market cap, $2.23 trillion. A BTC dominance of 41.9% and an F dominance of 19.9. Now moving into our coin of the day. Coin of the day number is, let's see here. Number 455 on coin market cap. The coin is WEMIX. Ticker is WEMIX. WEMIX. The price is 60 cents. Up about a percent in 24. Total market cap is $74.2 million with a fully diluted market cap of $611 million. Only 12% of the supply is in circulation. Now, actually, this one seems pretty interesting. WeMix is a blockchain-based global gaming platform developed by Tree that provides users with wallets and marketplaces for digital assets, fungible tokens, and non-fungible tokens. And WeMix envisions to nurture blockchain gaming ecosystems with users' experience value at the core, while existing blockchain gaming projects focus on digital asset exchange. So I looked at their website, WeMixNetwork.com, and, well, they just have games on there. And it's a gaming token. I guess they're just trying to, uh, you know, have experience as an exchange of value instead of just, like swords and shields and costumes and stuff like that but there's a lot of games on there um there's a lot of games coming out there's something called global mirror 4 that's out right now and you can you know check out the details uh you can check out the wa- the wallets the Wii mix wallet and you can look at their white paper um you can play now on windows on steam you can get on google play apple store galaxy store there's just a lot of things going on here it looks Pretty pretty fun to be honest with you, if everything works properly. Now, uh obviously DYOR, take this with a grain of salt, but you know, gaming on blockchain and using blockchain as a way to change exchange value fits against swords or costumes, but also in this case, maybe experience. Um, I guess that you get experience by playing the game more and more and you gain experience, you could trade that off for different things. But this just seems pretty interesting. Anyway, if you feel like checking it out, link is in the show notes. In our conversation today, we're talking about DeFi and regulations. I just want to have a discussion about possible DeFi regulation futures and what that might look like. Enjoy. Brad Yassar, CEO of Equify. How are you doing? Welcome to the show.
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Look, this has been on everybody's mind right now because of all kinds of things that are happening around the world. Regulations and legislations and bills and amendments are being passed everywhere. And people are wondering, what's that going to do for DeFi, what is the new regulations? How can they impact De- uh, DeFi? Because it is essentially decentralized. And I want to get like an, I don't know, just like a taste. Like I want to just wet my beak and what uh, the new regulations could look like. Can you just like kind of paint that picture for us?
1: I can't tell what the regulations are going to look like because I have no say in them. But I can tell you it can go one of the two ways. Uh, there can either be regulation that supports innovation and supports DeFi as a whole, uh, both regionally and globally. And then we'll see exponential explosive growth, because uh, right now, a lot of the hesitancy in exploring this uh, new space and using these new products is around the uncertainty. It's it's um, people don't understand it. They don't know what's at risk, what's not. So you know, there's a certain fear of uh, trying it out. So if the regulations come and they're supportive and create a framework for further innovation, I expect uh, an incredible explosion in the DeFi space, more so than what we have seen so far. On the other hand, the heavy-handed, uninformed or misinformed uh, regulations can completely shut out parts of the world from getting any exposure to this this innovative um, finance revolution that's happening. Because if any country comes and says, oh, now we're going to regulate this and you need to apply for this loan and, uh, I mean, this license and that permit, that's not compatible with a decentralized financial model where there's, there's sometimes DAOs in charge that are uh, governing what happens and it's programmatic. So it's, it's all, it, all, all of it is on the line and it's going to depend on how the regulation comes and how the regulators approach it. And I hope they bring some experts and do it in a sensible way.
0: You think there's a happy middle there? You think that you could be pro-regulation and have consumer protections as well as you know be pro-innovation?
1: Absolutely. That's that's exactly where I stand. I'm I'm pro-regulation. I want to know what the framework is within which I can work and build stuff. And I'm extremely pro-innovation. I, I can see a Dow bank uh come to fruition, come a reality in the next three years, three to five years. But Obviously, it's going to depend on how welcoming the um, powers to be are.
0: What does consumer protection look like when you're talking about DeFi? Because that's essentially what it is. It's decentralized finance, right? Um, And and with decentralized finance and decentralized applications, you have a lot of either anonymous people in there or pseudo anonymous people or actors or consumers or retailers in there. Uh, How would that really work with DeFi.
1: It's going to be trustless. The same way I don't need to know my counterparty in Bitcoin, but I can trust the value they transfer me is going to be the value we agreed upon. It's the same thing. Uh, any kind of consumer protection, um, insurance, regulation has to has to take into consideration that there has to be a programmatic component to it. So if you want to insure uh, DeFi projects or wallets that uh, participate in in a specific product, you can't do it by writing a law on a piece of paper and saying, now all the DeFi wallets are going to be protected up to $1,000 or $10,000. That's not going to work because that's the old mentality. What we need to do is think of programmatic ways to create counterparties in case something goes wrong. So we want to provide insurance, create a smart contract that insures the wallets and Whoever takes the risk on that earns something, and the people feel much more confident that in case of something nefarious happening, uh, they're protected. You want to give a minimum um, wallet insurance, same thing. It has to be programmatic, and it has to be distributed because the underlying product is distributed and decentralized.
0: So I guess that goes into the KYC AML and there's also taxes as well. And who is, is f- funding what? I mean, so everything you think should be pro- pro- programmatic and how much, I guess, let's call, just use take the U.S. based here. Um, how, how much do you think the U.S. government should be involved with that? Look, the IRS wants their piece. The U.S. wants to make sure that, you know, um, Matthew Deemer, the person that's taking the loan uh, is, is acting in a proper manner. The people who are giving the loan are acting in a proper manner and everybody knows where money co- is coming from. There's no laundering and stuff like that. Do you think that everything
1: things should just be moved in in, in code-based? I think, so you raised a couple of um, points there. The the AML portion of it on blockchain is much simpler than, than people think. Everyone thinks, you know, blockchain is this opaque, bottomless black hole and money comes in and appears out of it magically and criminals are lingering everywhere and laundering money day in and day out that's absolutely incorrect i mean everything is traceable and trackable we're confusing anonymity with pseudo anonymity and that's that's a, that's a dangerous uh, logical jump because you can always track all the value movements all the money movements on the blockchain it's the end points it's who it belongs to that uh, that needs to be investigated outside of the blockchain and oftentimes Criminals don't spend crypto to buy things. They they um, need an off ramp to go to fiat and and take out their money. So. I don't see a lot of challenges on the KYC AML part. Of course, KYC is going to be a cultural change for the DeFi community, because the community started saying, you know, we want to be anonymous. We want to do whatever we want, because not because they're shady and and criminals, but because they have been excluded from the existing financial systems. That's why they were so concerned about their identity because they're like, oh, if someone sees I'm from India, they're they're not going to offer the same product. I'm not going to be able to have access to the same thing that my European or American counterparts do. So if we can address that feel, uh, that fear and, and make them feel included uh, to a point that it's a global economy, no one is excluded, regardless of your um, you know, country of origin, race, creed, religion, what have you. Then we'll come to a point where people are uh, welcoming KYC because they know it's not an exclusive uh, exercise to to take them out. And then once we have that, we know the endpoints, the transactions are already trackable. So suddenly DeFi becomes much uh, less friendly to money laundering and criminals than um, any banking institution and any banking rail. And then, you know, you have a faster, better system.
0: So long story short is KYC AML, isn't that scary? Let, let's make sure that we regulate, make sure that we have uh, consumer protections. However, make sure that DeFi expands and continues to grow and innovate. And at the same time, make sure that when you're putting down these regulations, that we make sure that this DeFi is all inclusive, regardless of where you're from, who you are, what color you are, what religion you are, so everybody can have access to the same tools. Am I correct?
1: That is correct. Excellent summary.
0: Well, then, thank you very much, Brad, for coming on and talking to us about the possibilities of DeFi regulation and what it could look like in the future. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And moving into other news, there's a battle going on in New York City right now. We, You know, it's kind of like they had the primary and everybody's just like, oh, Eric Adams is the new mayor, which... You know, New York City is a very democratic city, so more than likely, there's, a, there's almost no chance that the other person, the Republican, is going to get into office. Who's that Republican candidate? It's Curtis Silwa. Anyway, they are having a battle, though. They're having a battle of words of what they want the future of New York City to be like. And Silwa said yesterday, As New York City mayor, I will make New York City the most cryptocurrency-friendly city in the nation. Property taxes, fines, and fees will be payable in crypto, he tweeted. He's making big, bold statements of how he wants cryptocurrency to be used in New York City. This tweet was paired with a graphic of Dogecoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Ripple ATMs. He continued to say, we will open more crypto ATMs and incentivize businesses to accept crypto. We must modernize our economy and make it accessible to all. Eric Adams was also saying a couple months ago, the same thing. We're going to bring business here. We're going to become the center of life sciences and center of cybersecurity, the center for self-driving cars, drones, and the center of Bitcoins, said Eric Adams, the Democratic candidate. All I can say is they're both fighting for a new digital future. I don't think there's much choice, though. But what I want to just point out, I want to focus on the person that is going to be promoting the incorporation of innovation in the technology, modernizing the city and modernizing people's lives, not just trying to get people to part with their Bitcoins by saying, hey, you can pay with taxes, you can pay fines and fees and blah, 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 blah. blah." What I want to see is more people saying, hey, businesses, here incentivized to move here let's modernize the election structure the voting structure the way that economy works and let's try to incorporate blockchain technology and take the lead in the united states now that's what i'm looking for not just say part with bitcoin it seems as though they all have essence of that but what does that really mean that's what i'm looking for CZ Jiao, the founder and CEO of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, Binance, has revealed that the US platform plans to conduct an IPO in the next three years. He said, in quote, Binance.us is going to do exactly what Coinbase did. As we all know, Binance.us is the only avenue for buying cryptocurrencies on Binance that U.S. citizens have. We've got blocked out of Binance.com, the global Binance. And so you can't buy, sell, trade, or even put in money in some things you can't withdraw. If you log in, they will give you a countdown timer to say, hey, if you don't withdraw your tokens from this exchange, you're going to lose them. So Binance.us is the U.S.'s only access to a Binance product. But is this surprising? Is it surprising that Binance.us wants to go public? Is it surprising that any other exchange wants to go public after Coinbase? They saw that and they said, show me the money and also show me a little bit more security within operating in the U.S. And finally, in a tweet from IOHK, they said this. Yesterday, we've upgraded the Cardano testnet, successively deploying Plutus smart contrast capability. The focus now is on the final component, testing and exchange integrations ahead of the Alonzo mainnet upgrade, still on track for deployment on the 12th of September. As we all know, ADA, ADA, the native token of Cardano blockchain, has surged to new highs. New all-time high, $3.09. Who would have thought $3.09 Cardano? Well, I know I didn't. But it is there. It is true. It is real. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Crypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to diemerforcongress.com. That's D-I-E-M-E-R for congress.com. Donate to the campaign. Oh, by the way, I was on a show just the other day talking about Bitcoin in my congressional run. Link is in the show notes. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.